Welcome to News Data's Energy West, a podcast about the energy industry today and where it's going tomorrow. Hello, Energy West listeners. This is Jason Fordney, editor of California Energy Markets, doing a solo episode this week. I'll be running down the top 10 energy stories in California in the Southwest in 2022. I'm not joined by my normal co-host today, Dan Catchpole. He's taking a week off, but I do have a special co-host, and her name is Marielle Fordney. Say hi, Marielle. Hi. Marielle is my daughter, and how old are you? Eight. You're eight, and you love energy too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you use electricity for the most? Electronics. Electronics? Like what? Like iPads and iPhones and computers. Yeah. And what do you do with them? You can text people and Mm -hmm. play games and take pictures. Yeah. And um, also record videos. Yeah. You love making videos, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You like to do the uh, zip line at the playground on the video. Yeah. So let me ask you, where do you think electricity comes from? Probably power lines. Power lines, that's right. And where do the power lines go? Um, they go to people's houses and yeah. buildings. And businesses. Mm-hmm. And what's on the other end of the power line? Um, where the, all the electricity comes from. Yeah. And what do you call that? I don't know. You call it a power plant. Pa- power plant. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Mary Fordney, for that special introduction. So let's run down the top 10 stories in California and the Southwest in 2022. I'm going to do them in reverse order just for a little fun. We'll start with number 10, and that is California moves towards offshore wind. We've yet to see an offshore wind turbine off the West Coast, but there's many efforts going at the federal level, pushing the technology forward like never before. The U.S. Bureau of Ocean Energy Management's first offshore wind lease auction for the Pacific region Mark the start of what will be a lengthy, detailed siting process. A total of $757 million in bids were submitted in the December 6th and December 7th proceedings involving two lease areas off the Humboldt County coast in Northern California and three Central California offshore areas. Number nine, this is Southwest. San Juan Coal Plant rides a roller coaster. The fate of the coal-fired San Juan generating station in New Mexico was finally sealed along with the mine that serves it in 2022. Earlier this month, uh, I'm sorry, earlier in December, Westmoreland Mining moved the San Juan mine into the reclamation phase, and an arbitration decision last week led the city of Farmington to abandon its effort to reopen the plant with carbon capture equipment. That's something that we covered at CEM all along the way. It appears to have reached a resolution. Number eight. Inflation Reduction Act reinvigorates the sector. The Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, which became law in August, pumped billions of dollars into energy programs and efforts, including renewable energy tax credits that are already adding to new energy development. The legislation includes provisions affecting California, aimed at clean energy programs, jobs, domestic manufacturing, electric vehicles, greenhouse gas emissions, and resilient communities. Wow. The legislation provides for the extension of a 30% credit for certain renewable energy projects, including solar and energy storage installations that are sized less than one megawatt and meet certain other requirements. 
Salt River Project's board of directors in early December cited the IRA as it approved the development of a new 55-megawatt solar array at the utility's Copper Crossing Energy and Research Center in Florence, Arizona. Number seven, a new focus on transmission. As the need for new transmission infrastructure, including in the West, has become more of a mainstream topic in 2022, I cannot speak, in 2022, as renewables interests increasingly realize the importance of new transmission to meet clean energy goals. Uh, Attention has also grown at the federal level. The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission in December issued a proposed new transmission rule and continues its meetings around the country with the Joint Federal-State Task Force on Electric Transmission. I've been attending those myself in San Diego and New Orleans. So, uh, yeah, um, everybody looking for more transmission, transmission to bring renewables online. Number six, Diablo Canyon retirement was delayed. This was a big surprise to me. Um, Really, it was beginning of the year. It was just rumblings, people discussing maybe keeping this plant open. Uh, That's when 79 leading scientists, entrepreneurs, and academics wrote Governor Gavin Newsom, urging him to keep Diablo Canyon operating. Among them was Stephen Chu, U.S. Secretary of Energy under President Barack Obama. Then you began to see Newsom making public statements supporting extension of the plant. And then legislation was passed in September that would keep the plant operating an extra five years. And then the Biden administration approved a $1.1 billion grant to Pacific Gas and Electric to keep the plant operating. Number five, California enacts historic zero emission vehicle and climate rules. This is all based around the California Air Resources Board, which passed Uh, some of the most stringent air quality requirements in the history of the transportation sector in 2022, as well as uh, uh, distributing billions of dollars in larger climate-related programs. CARB passed its requirement for all new cars sold in the state to be zero emission by 2035. Um, That was supporting Governor Newsom's September 2020 executive order. Um, Also, CARB in December approved new regulations for off-road engines targeting older, dirtier construction and mining vehicles and also moved forward with sweeping uh, ZEV regulations for some trucking fleets. And then CARB also approved its scoping plan for 2045 with goals for reducing air pollution and greenhouse gases along with achieving carbon neutrality. Number four, Western drought bakes the landscape. Drought was a big topic for us all year long. It was a devastating, long-running drought all the way across the West. Hydroelectric project water levels plummeted. Agricultural fields went fallow, and water conservation measures were called for in the Golden State and elsewhere. So the majority of the Western U.S., from southern Montana to the Mexico border and from the Pacific Ocean to the Rocky Mountains, experienced the region's worst mega drought in at least 1,200 years. What's been interesting the last couple of weeks or so, we've been uh, under a heavy, heavy rainfall and snow. Some numbers just came out today from uh, the California Department of Water Resources that we're at 177% of average for that location for the snowpack this time of year. However, it will take years of these types of conditions to really uh, reverse the drought conditions that we see here in the West. Okay, we're getting to the top three. The third top energy-related story in California in 2022 was net metering changes come home to roost. 
the California Public Utilities Commission uh, in December approved a controversial set of new rules for solar net energy metering that cut the payback to solar owners for selling excess power back to the grid and shifted focus from rooftop solar alone to rooftop solar plus battery storage. This was one of the most contentious energy conversations happening in California. Solar advocates and others are not happy with the latest decision, saying it'll set back the clean energy resource of solar and that the CPUC is caving to the wishes of utilities. Nearly 10,000 members of the public submitted comments to the PUC, including feedback on both an earlier decision that was withdrawn. Uh, decision was withdrawn in December of 2021, and then the new one came out this November. A recent study by the Solar Energy Industries Association and Wood McKenzie found that the NEM decision could contract the state's solar market by 39% with an additional 3% reduction in the national market in 2024. So a lot of the solar storage interests very unhappy with the PUC and this decision, but it did happen and will be going into effect. Number two, California narrowly avoids rolling outages. It was September 6th was the worst day. Uh, there was a 10-day heat wave early September when rolling blackouts were narrowly avoided. Uh, it was a record-setting heat wave. Uh, California independent system operator recorded its highest ever hourly average load of 51,479 megawatts on September 6th. This is largely from air conditioning demand. And there was a new instantaneous gross peak load record of 52,061 megawatts on that same day at 4.58 p.m. System demand had exceeded 50,000 megawatts on the ISO grid only twice before and not since exactly five years prior, which was September 7th, 2017. Kaiso was at energy emergency alert stage three in September 6th. This is the highest alert level, which allows it to begin rolling outages. That was when Governor Newsom put out a statewide call for emergency demand reductions, which appeared to have done the trick. There were no rolling outages. There were a lot of lessons learned. Also, Reporting here at CEM from Steve Ernst, we found that Northwest Hydroelectric Power was also instrumental in avoiding those outages. There was extra energy available from the Northwest because of an above-average water year, and the spring runoff in the Columbia Basin didn't start until early June. <clears throat> this left sufficient water in the river in September to allow for exports. So a mixture of kind of luck, um, cutting demand, and throwing everything they could at this problem. California did avoid rolling outages as had occurred in August 2020. However, it did open the state to the critics of its energy policies as outages always do. Finally, the number one uh, Western California energy story is Western energy market moves forward. There's been discussion of an organized wholesale energy market across the West that has been going on for years, but the effort did gain major steam in 2022 as the top contenders to develop the market advance their proposals. Efforts to regionalize the CAISO continue. There was a regionalization bill in the state legislature in 2018 that failed, while the Southwest Power Pool is also surging ahead with its version of a Westwide market offering known as Markets Plus. 
Kaiso is studying regionalization and an analysis that has also been going on for years. Meanwhile, SPP has asked for non-binding commitments from prospective participants in its Markets Plus proposal, which includes both day-ahead and real-time balancing markets, as well as other market services for the West outside of Kaiso's territory. A Westwide Regional Transmission Organization would deliver annual energy savings of $2 billion across 11 states. That's according to a July report by Salt Lake City-based Energy Strategies and Peterson Associates of Moscow, Idaho. And uh, we've been covering the Western markets issue a great deal in California energy markets. It's right in our name. And we will hope that you look to us for coverage throughout 2023. And so there was a myriad energy happenings in California, the wider West in 2022, uh, energy market development, electric grid reliability, electric vehicles, residential solar energy policies, drought, federal investment, all these other things that we have discussed. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Energy West, and uh, we'll be bidding farewell from Nevada City. I'm Jason Fordney, editor of California Energy Markets. You can find me on Twitter at Fordney Energy. And you can find California Energy Markets at CEM News Data. So what do you think, Marielle? How did I do? You did great. I did great. Thanks so much. And thank you for co-hosting the show this week. Maybe you'll be an energy reporter someday. Hmm? Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>